You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Bulldogs here on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are still on cloud nine. We haven't come down, and there's no way you're going to bring me down. Earth, world, people, North Carolina, businesses and employees. Tina. Tina at the Chili's. Assistant manager, security guard, Brandon at the Chili's. It ain't. Nothing's bringing me down. I have rewatched the game four more times, Daniel, on this day off, on this laborious day. Some would say it's not enough. No, it's not enough because every time that replay pops up on ESPN, I go around again. You just get, yeah, put me back on. Put me back on. You got a fast pass to the front of the line. You're just going to stay there forever. The voices are slowly coming back. Slowly. We're slowly slowly becoming human again. Yeah, sure. So it's been a fun weekend. Uh, It has been a fun weekend. We are fans, first and foremost. You found this podcast during the right time, right after a Clemson loss, a beatdown, a shakedown, a mugging to Dabo. Glad that you are here with us. We're fans. We're not gurus or insiders. If you want that sort of information, go elsewhere. We're going to talk like you do with your friends at the tailgate that you were at this weekend or arguing with Florida fan, Missouri fan on Twitter about how they ain't scared of us. Trust me, they are. Uh... We're not gurus or insiders by any stretch of the imagination. Don't take ourselves too seriously, nor each other. Have some fun with us on this podcast. That's right. That's who we are. Thanks for listening, all of you who have uh, jumped on board over the weekend. Uh, we've had uh, a great time interacting with you. Got to meet several of you and hope to meet others of you soon. But uh, that's what the podcast is. It's fans talking like real fans because that is what we do. Uh, don't expect anything else, and you'll be fine with what Just we produce. So um, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. If you're new, just hit that subscribe button. It gets it downloaded to the device that you're choosing each and every day. We really appreciate that. If you end up liking the show, if you think it's, maybe, say, the full mustache of podcasts as mm. uh, as someone did uh, most recently, you can go ahead and leave that in a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, um, and that helps us out. It helps other people find the show. And um, it just makes us feel good about ourselves. So it's really two birds with one stone there uh, on the five-star review. And as always, most importantly, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to interact with you. We would love to get to know you, the Georgia fan, because that's what this podcast is all about. So there are two ways you can get in touch with us. You can email us at LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at DogsPodcast. Shout out to Mark. Adam, Brian, Trey, the Weldon boys are back in the email. Shout out to everybody that sent us an email checking to see if we were alive this weekend. We did not reply to your email, but I think now the matter has been settled. Uh, Brian, keep your pants on about the offense. Just chill out. We're going to talk chill about it today. Out, Just guys. chill out, man. Come on. I, we don't need, we don't need that kind of energy here right now. Uh, but we do appreciate all the emails. Thank you so much to all of you who have reached out. Um, uh, let us know, Emily, let us know when you end up breaking up with that guy, that Clemson guy, and we will, um, figure everything out, uh, from there. So 
today, Clint, on the podcast, we've got a couple of different things to talk about. We are going to talk about a couple more thoughts on the Georgia defense from the game on Saturday, but then we're going to turn our attention primarily to the Georgia offense and talk about everything that we saw on that side of the field. But a couple of names that we uh, notably omitted in our gush. In our our mistake. Guys, I don't know how we did this. Christopher Smith, public apology. There's a lot of names we we needed to talk about, but but none of them scored more points than Christopher Smith did. What are we doing out here? Christopher Smith, deserving a upperclassman, a guy who works hard, a guy that's not touted with the rest of them, not spoken in the same sentence as Lewis Seen, except if you listen to this podcast, we were high on Christopher Smith. Boy, we love this guy. We love this guy. And to see him get that pick six and to see him jump that route, um, I, I have some notes on that because... He read and performed admirably in that position against a tough route. He he snuck in there. He read DJ eyes all the uh, way and yep. knew it's yep. only one and a half seconds that that ball needs to come out, which was the game plan from the get-go. If, if DJ has more than one and a half seconds, jump that route because defensive line, they come and they hungry. Uh-huh. Um, conversely, on the other side, there was a, there was a play – I think it was to Nagata or Ross, uh, left side, midway through the third quarter, got 20-yard gain. That's because yep. the other safety jumped it, missed it. KD mm-hmm. was on the outside. They ran it. Christopher Smith performed there, and my goodness, get you some. That was just instinctual. Love it. So happy for the kid, too, because, you know, people last year talking about, uh, obviously – Damn good dog Richard LeCount goes down with an injury last year. And people talking about, well, the Georgia season is over. Christopher Smith just steps in and fills that void beautifully, has always played well, and has just never given that starting job away. Um, guys like Otis Reese, guys like Major Burns, they... They can't hang with Christopher Smith, and so they leave the program. That's what happens when you've got a guy that's just entrenched in a position. He's not going to give it up. So good for him. Happy to see it. But uh, that's not the defensive back that you really came here today to talk about, is it, Clint? No, Christopher Smith, I gave you kudos. Let me tell you this right now. There is a new sheriff in town of my the, who has my heart affections in the secondary. His name okay. is Latavius Brini. Yes, Ladies and gentlemen. sir. If we were live, we saw a bunch of this go down. Latavius Brainy, here's uh, three plays stood out to me that were impactful for the entire game. Play number one, there was a little slip screen on the outside that Georgia blitzed from the side they were throwing the screen. We had three DBs, they had three receivers. We blitzed yep. from the field side. It yep. should have gone for minimum 15 yards. A lot of yards. They, it was it was the perfect play call against the absolute wrong defense. Just a case of wrong place, wrong time. Nobody made a mistake necessarily. It was just we had the play call, and they happened to have dialed up the exact right play against it, Clint. And Darren Kendrick over there, look, he might be good at coverage. He don't want to tackle right now. We're going to get him coached up. Okay, we're going to get him coached up. Don't worry. But on that side – Kendrick is there, and who comes down into the box but one Latavius Brini bowling ball his way, taking out the two blockers and disrupting the pass catcher's path, the receiver's path, and allowing Darion to, to get in there, get the tackle, as well as stand up and make the tackle. That was play number one. Huge play. 
change that drive entirely. Huge play. Huge play. Play number two. He stole a touchdown, Daniel. He Mm. stole a man's soul and a touchdown from Mm. from the grips of his hands. And nobody's talking about it. Because, again, Christopher Smith ran back and get a pick six. Latavius Brini threw... His hand in the right place, right time, knocked the ball out. It was just incredible. And then, Dan, the last one, he came down that box a whole heck of a lot and made stuff tackles on the run. Those are three mm-hmm. areas. Latavius Brini, when we come back, when we get guys healthy, okay, real mm-hmm. quick. Tyke Smith coming back. You know not Ty- dead. No. Not dead. Been reported. But you know he's where Tyke can go? You know where he can Uh-oh. go? He can oh, go no. play. He can go play that second high safety that we did, where we put those two high safeties and they ran back and oh. ended up. He can go ahead and play you, that all he want. You you really think he's going to challenge Dan Jackson's minutes? Dan you Jackson, go ahead. Hey, thank you, thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you, Dan Jackson. Heck of a job. Second of all, Clemson. <laughs> Clemson. Clemson. I don't. I don't. I don't know if you knew who that was. We put a walk on safety out there, okay. and they couldn't throw the ball. No, Latavius Brini going to get. We said before the season, Daniel. You said for the first time, Georgia, we're going to see rotation at safety. Well, guess what? Latavius yep. Brini is here, and he's not going to have minutes stolen from him that much. He's going to be in this rotation heavily, guys. Yeah, I think him and Tyke are going to be going to be playing time. You're going to see them both on the field, as we saw uh, with Brini and Dan Jackson both on the field on saturday so great points we knew brini could come down the box and tackle but that coverage that we saw from him uh really was superb we're coming back uh in just a second we're going to turn our attention uh strictly to the offensive side of the ball some of you have already quit football you've quit the team you have declared us hacks um florida fan has written us off as a joke uh, and so we're going to answer all those questions is any of that is any of that true um, the answer is no, but no. We'll, we'll talk about it more when we come back uh, right after this. First, for, Clint. Mm-hmm. What, Daniel? No, you go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean, no, let's go ahead. First, we're going to tell the people about the fine folks over at Sweatblock. Listen, Sweatblock is uh, the number one anti-persprint uh, choice for us at Lockdown Bulldogs. We were wearing it this weekend. We did, and um, the the underarms area of the shirt, just fine, just fine. Uh, you can go to sweatblock.com and um, enter a promo code. I'm sure, Clint, is that accurate? Is there a promo that's code? Yep. Yeah, all right. That's just just as I thought that it would be. This is why you were supposed to do this one because you have it in front of you, and I do not, and so. Sweatblock.com. There it is. Locked on. Locked on the promo code. Get 15% off your order. Or you can go to Amazon or CVS. Order just the same. Sweatblock.com. Promo code locked on. Daniel, that's not all, though. We have rockauto.com. Rockauto.com. Fantastic sponsor of the show. Get every single car part your car will ever need delivered right to your door. Reliably low prices. Comfortable of your Comfortability of your home. Perusing through interior, exterior performance. Oil, lubricants, everything you need for all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Let them know we sent you by putting in the promo, or I'm sorry, in the how did you hear about us section. Locked on. Helps us out. Helps you out. Get the right part for the car that you have every single time. That's RockAuto.com. All right, Clint. We're back. We're talking about the offense. Let's talk. um, Let's talk 
Positives. We talked. We talked Brock Bowers on the on yesterday's show. Brock Bowers is a problem. He's a problem for opposing teams. You understand? Uh, yes, sir. This man. I, I'm starting to think if you see Darnell Washington tight to the formation, this we're running the ball at this point. We it, it that may be just a dead set tell. That we're running the ball. Because if you've got Brock Bowers in there, why would you not exclusively split Darnell out wide? Clint. We know that Darnell thrives out there in that kind of a role. I'm curious to see what Todd Munkin does with these two tight ends. Because you mentioned Breeny and uh, Tyke Smith as being going to need to share time. Well, the Latavius Breeny of the tight end room, uh, his name's Brock Bowers. He ain't giving up no time, Clint. So... We know Darnell Washington ain't giving up no time either. And so what is Todd Monken going to do with these? Uh, Brock Bowers is a problem. Um, and really... It's not just a problem in the pass-catching game. Really quick. Yeah. Go back and look at him. Run blocking mm-hmm. on the edge, setting the edge. He, he didn't give up. He didn't lose his footing. He took defensive line, outside linebackers from a elite defense and held his own. Not the biggest guy in the tight end room, certainly. Next, if he stands next to Fitz and Darnell Washington, everyone looks like a, a tiny person. But uh, Brock Bowers, more than capable in the run game. Speaking of the run game, um, you heard it on yesterday's podcast. Zamir White's going to win the Heisman Trophy. I don't know what else to say about it. Zamir White is the back on this team. I got so frustrated in the stands, Clint, at the running back rotation. That they were they were subbing those guys in so quickly. I felt like, and we've said this on the podcast before. We we wish they would just pick two running backs and roll with those two running backs because I really do think you hurt the the running game when you don't allow players to get a rhythm, when you don't allow running backs to get a little bit of a lather going, and every time a running back would carry the ball, they would immediately be subbed out of the game until Clint, it was mm. it was money time. It was fourth quarter. It was time to get to the victory formation. Mm-hmm. Who do they ride to get to the victory formation, you, Daniel? You saw who the coaching staff knew was the bell cow of this backfield, and, and his name is still Zamir White. The entire four-minute drill, they rode on number three's back, yes, sir. and he carried them all the way down the field. Clint bled every second off that clock and looked fantastic doing it in a situation where Clemson knew that the run was coming. He still gained four yards, four yards, three yards, four yards. Uh, loved what I saw out of Zamir White. Here's the thing that I saw. There was this toss play, this toss action play to the left uh, that Zamir got. And here's what I loved. Mm-hmm. Yep. He started chopping his feet yep. behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. He let the, he let mm-hmm. the blockers get out in front of him. What? Hat on a hat. Yep. He found he found a yard of a hole, yep. and, and then and then he hit the whoop, I, and it and I saw that during the game it was clear he was the one who had the lather going. I was talking. Then I went back and I I watched the game again and I saw him setting up his blocks and I thought, uh oh, mm-hmm. uh oh, he does that. Y'all can y'all can find yourself a new excuse because y'all screwed. Yeah, like you done if he sets up his blocks. He started hitting that cutback. Now, we'll let the play as it gets stretched out. Now, we don't run a lot of zone blocking anymore on a run plays. But still, you got to let these blocks develop. 
and then you find the hole and then you hit the hole instead of just putting your head down and running, which is what you've said about Zamir all along. Uh, so, all right, let's go to some of the more frustrating things about the offense that people are oh boy. up in arms about. And there's plenty to be frustrated about. We scored uh, three points on offense, Clint. That any good? Three. Let me ask you this. Three. If a team scored three points on offense, would we get on this podcast and make fun of them horrifically if they were preseason top five? Blast them. Yeah. Blast We've them. currently done that with a team that we just played that scored three points on offense. So our offense did not perform great. Now, our offense performed a heck of a lot better than Clemson's did. Okay? But – we did not have any explosive plays. No game-changing plays. That's what Kirby keeps coming back to. And um, so we could talk about individual position groups, Clint. But when you think about the offense and the biggest, the biggest fix, the biggest need on the offensive side of the ball right now, what is it? It's just, guys, first of all, this was Kirby in – and uh, Monk's plan the entire time. You saw, like This was the plan. They weren't taking deep shots. You know why? Because there was no shots there. The shots they did take could have hit. Adonai Mitchell, he didn't look up. He had that ball. There was a fade on the mm-hmm. right side. He didn't turn his head around. He turns his head around. He catches this ball, and he's not stopping. Yeah. Okay? So we had the shots there. This, honestly, Daniel, it just comes down to practice and reps. You heard Kirby mm. say it. Our best receiver. I was going to ask this question. Out. Yep. Our second best receiver had 10 practices. He was he was there for like 15% of the time. Yep. Daniel. Yep. We've said this ongoing over and over and over. In Todd Munkin's system, that's very complex and very nuanced. You just have to have more rep in there more time, and they just don't have it. Daniel, that's it. Yeah. And people are injured everywhere. Yeah. Kiaris Jackson and Darnell Washington did not play a snap of offense in this game. Okay. Punt return does not this count. Is, that is, to be clear, going into this game, the people you expected to be the second and third most productive pass-catching weapons on the roster. They didn't play one snap. As you mentioned, the guy that you expected to be the most productive pass-catching weapon on the roster has only been practicing live for about a week. And I think you saw it. The receivers looked out of sync. A.D. Mitchell, he's a freshman, doesn't have the reps. He looked out of sync on a couple balls. Uh, Marcus Roseme, he looked good on some plays, looked a little bit out of sync on some balls. The wide receivers did not have a great day, and things need to improve on that side of the ball for sure. But I do think... That when you combine the strength of Clemson's defense with the game plan of Todd Monken and Kirby Smart, with the injuries, mm-hmm. with the uh, missed practice time, I think you're going to see this offense. At, and listen, Georgia fans, it's not. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be polite of me to get on here and say I told you so. Oh, okay. Don't do that. Don't do that. But I do think you're going to see this offense play better. I don't think you're ever going to see this offense be what you thought they were going to be going into the season because you thought wrong. You thought about them wrong, and that's on you, not on them. So you need to start thinking about them in a different way. All right, Clint, we got more to talk about. We're going to come back in just a bit. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. Clint, 
I got this one. You, no, 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 Clint. Clint, I'll take it. Okay. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. They have every bet for every game that you need. Um, if you want to bet over-unders or parlays or money lines or whatever it is for you, the NFL starts on Thursday. If you are an NFL guy, that, go bet on that. Um, I, I assume people do that. It's the most bet on thing in the entire world. So I'm sure that you like to do sure. that. Go to betonline.ag. Uh, they're your online sportsbook experts. They have every line for every game. They are the place that you go for all of your online sports betting needs. Enter the promo code locked on and they're going to give you a 100% match on your first deposit. That is 100% on top so that you have twice the money to bet with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Well, that's not all. Also, Home Field Apparel. Home Field Apparel is a fantastic company. They have licensed. That's one more time. Licensed What's that? Is that so? It's the real, real logos. It's it's the real thing. Hmm. They contacted George and said, "We can do this, right? This is fine with all." It's not illegal. Said, yes, you it's not illegal to make those shirts. It's not illegal oh, what cool. they're doing. So it's licensed. Correct. Licensed apparel. It's a licensed apparel from Home Field, and Home Field is right based out of Indianapolis. It's a guy that just got going and said, hey, I want to make a t-shirt company that's insanely comfortable with awesome, epic heritage logos from UGA's past, and they are premium. Mm-hmm. We were wearing these shirts all around Charlotte, got comments on them. People were saying, hey, you got that home field too. We said, yep. We were sharing them. Somebody, uh, Justin, actually at Chili's said, oh, that's that home field, isn't it? We said, yes, yep. sir, it is. So uh, everybody knows it. And they have just released Big Season 2 of their kickoff. They took Georgia before the season. Great, great apparel. Head over right now. New customers get 15% off their first purchase from Homefield with promo code LOCKEDONBULLDOGS at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. That's 15% off first purchase of Homefield with promo code LOCKEDONBULLDOGS at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. We have a couple more things to conclude, <coughs> Daniel, as we look at this game, as we wrap up. And I think most notably, the uh, thing that's missing, it, offensive line. Daniel, news out of this game, Liz Frank injury for Tate Rattledge. And uh, he's Blah. done for Daniel. Why? Why is this a thing? Why? First series of the year. I've been waiting all offseason to see this guy play football. This is... This is one of those crappy injuries, and listen, everybody's dealing with them. Alabama's got a starting linebacker out for the season after their game on Saturday. Everybody deals with these injuries. Um, Clemson wide receiver EJ Williams broke his thumb in the game. I didn't notice that. Probably Latavius Brini. I don't know. Um, But he's out four to six weeks. People, People... it's a part of football. It's a part of the game. You hate it for Tate Rattledge. What happens next with the offensive line? Kirby was asked about it. Um, and one scenario, Clint, that that seems to have piqued our interest. Ooh, we heard a little. We heard yeah. a little tease. Seems to have piqued our interest is the possibility of moving Jamari Sawyer inside, which we've always been a fan of Jamari Sawyer inside. We like him inside. Now Warren Erickson played. Right guard, the entire game played great. Just got this cast off. Do you think his yeah. hand was sore after that game, Clint? Not wearing a cast. Let me ask you this: as an offensive lineman, do you use your hands much? Okay. Every play, 
you are pounding into another large man's pads and chest trying to keep him off. Kudos to you, Warren Erickson. Listen, the, what a, that, that dude came in there on moments notice uh, and yep. performed admirably uh, in that game. He did. As he continues to recover, he seems like an, the primary option to slide back into center, um, take that first string center reps, which means we still need a right guard. And uh, Jamari Sawyer was talked about, but it wasn't Xavier Truss that was the name that was mentioned at left tackle. His name, well, his was, name mentioned. was mentioned. His name his was name. mentioned. It wasn't Xavier Truss's mention that got us excited. <laughs> Sorry, I should I misspoke. Okay, thank you. Uh, Kirby also mentioned the name Broderick Jones, though Clint, as a possibility of hey, left tackle. Now, wait, now that's... wait a second. Now wait a second. You put Jamari inside. You put old, old Broderick over there at left tackle. And if he's ready, he's got a couple more weeks under his belt. And he gets – now, wait a second. He gets Let me talk to you weeks. about the next three weeks, Daniel. Clint. The, it's UAB. Okay. It's South Carolina. It's Vanderbilt. Okay. These are bad teams, Clint. These are very bad teams. Best – Best team UAB is, next week, is UAB. UAB. If you put those three teams in a round robin, a hundred times, UAB goes two and zero one hundred of the one hundred times. There's not a chance that they lose a game in that in that one hundred planks. Uh, that's the best team. Listen, give the man some reps. Get him in there. It's going to be very interesting to see who comes out and starts on the offensive line this week. Uh, to that point, Clint. Uh, 100% is going to be fantastic. It's going to be really, really interesting to see. I think they're going to be just fine. Whatever rotation we get on the offensive line going to be just fine. Uh, a couple more notable things as we get going forward. Uh, oh, James no. Cook? I was honestly hoping we wouldn't get to I, this on the podcast. Okay. Well, then then let's move on because I okay. moved on from him. So, Guys, I just don't know. I said this to M-Dubs and Clint and the people we were sitting next to at the game. Is there a chance that James Cook's just not good at football and we haven't considered that yet? What if, what if, I mean, I don't know. You hate to, you, I don't want to, I don't want to keep going. James Cook, every time he touches the ball, the same thing happens. That, I don't mean falls down. most of the times he touches the ball. I mean, every time he touches the ball, the same thing happens. I just get tired of watching the same thing over and over again. You know who I don't mind watching? Kendall Milton. Don't. <laughs> Why don't you Look, shovel him the rock, Todd Monken? Why don't you get him out there on the on the edge and, and throw him a little swing pass? Do you not think Kendall Milton, when he catches a swing pass, is a threat, Clint? Oh, he's he's one of the biggest threats. We so put have. him out there. I know he's not the fastest guy on the team. Put him out there and let him catch a swing nope. pass one time and just show me what happens. Guys, uh, this offense is going to be just fine. We watched the game. JT was completing the passes he was expected to. He was efficient. He was there. He completed the balls. He put them on. He had one bad read. We're, We're going to be, be fine. We, we missed the field goal. And we ended the game by taking a knee on yep. the five-yard line, Clint. That's, that's a touchdown. You understand what that means. That's a touchdown. All we have to do is hand it to Zamir White one more time. And it's a touchdown. So... If the if the final score of the game was twenty to three, I know you would still be complaining. But 
it would not have looked nearly as bad, 20 to 3, as it does to lose 10 to 3 and not score an offensive touchdown. I get it. It's Georgia. We expect more than that. I think we will see more than that. And so, um, just everybody calm down. Look across to the other side of the field and see that this defense is enough right now. The offense is coming around. We're going to need them. Listen, we're going to need them this year. We will not shut people out and win the national championship. We will not hold people to single digits and win the national championship. But we don't have to win the national championship right now, Clint. All we have to do is keep winning these games. And, and let me let me be clear. The same coach that knows he can go out with no offense and beat Kentucky 12-3, yep. to three, that's the same coach that on, on this last weekend said, <clears throat> we have them right. They can't go I mean, anywhere on us. Yeah. We – we need efficiency. <clears throat> we need a couple of first downs. We're trying to score. He said this after. He said we just didn't execute. Kirby's not out here looking for haymakers and death blows every single pass. You know why? Do you know why? Look at Notre Dame. Did Notre Dame come out here and strike doing death blows and passing the rock all over the yard? And what happened Daniel, in that game? Uh-oh. They almost lost it. Instead of controlling the game, they were controlled by their emotions. Guys, I'm telling you right now, we're going to be fine. fine. We're going to be fine. We'll be back tomorrow and the rest of the week. We're going to shift our focus to what's ahead for these Georgia Bulldogs. we got locks on Thursday. We've got uh, predictions of the UAB game, what's going to happen, how is it going to go. Excited, nervous about don't sleep on. We've got a bunch left to talk about, and we will be back to talk with you each and every day of the rest of the week. Hope you'll join us, and we'll talk to you guys then.